We're going to spend a moment in James chapter 1 and then celebrate communion together. So if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to James chapter 1. Verse 12, James 1, verse 12. So. How are all the kids doing? You guys doing good? Yeah? All right, well, good to see you guys. Let's pray. Father, we just uh, thank you that you are the Father of lights, and there's no changing in you, and we truly are thankful that you're our dad. And we pray that you would pour out your spirit on our time together in your word for a few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanksgiving is really important to God. I like this quote that puts it this way. Gratitude is riches, complaint is poverty. So gratitude is riches and complaint is a poverty. Like Jason was sharing during worship, it's easy for us to get to a place where we're complaining. And it's a spiritual discipline to be giving thanks uh, to God. In Romans chapter 1, we see really the avalanche of the spiritual soul, the digression of a spiritual soul, real darkness that comes over a person. It's the kind of darkness that we see in our culture and in our society. And it says, they knew God, but did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. Unthankfulness really gave way to the darkness in your soul. If you want darkness in your soul, you want discouragement in your soul, then complain. And the way out of discouragement is thanksgiving for who God is. There's a very clear statement in the word of God of how to be in the will of God. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So whenever I'm not in a place of thanksgiving, then I'm not in God's will. Which, quite honestly, is a lot of days in my life where internally I'm grumbling and I'm complaining. Wednesday nights, we've been going through Exodus. The children of Israel are in the wilderness. And as they're complaining and they're grumbling and they're murmuring, you see then hopelessness come over them. So I want to encourage you tonight specifically to look at your Father of Lights as being the source of your gratitude uh, to the Lord. So let's look at James 1 and verse 12. I want to lead up to the statement that, Our Father is the one who gives all good gifts. So let's read from verse 12 down to verse 16. It says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he's been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. So in this topic about temptation, we learn something about the character of our father, is he's never going to tempt us with evil. So we don't have a father that's like, oh, I'm going to see how I can trip up Eric today. I'm going to see how I can make Eric mess up today. He doesn't do that. We're drawn away and we're tempted by our own evil desires. That's what makes sin look good. So that gives us an idea of who our Father is. But being beyond just not tempting us with evil, He gives us every good gift. And this is the focus of our, our time together tonight, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. 
our Father, our Father of light, He loves to give good gifts. Every good and perfect gift in our life is from the Father. Jesus said that we being evil know how to give good gifts to our kids. It's so fun to bless our kids with gifts. How much more so does our Heavenly Father give good gifts to us? So we know how to bless our children and we're evil. How much more so does our Heavenly Father desire to give us those, those gifts. So let's think for just a moment. What are some of the gifts that God has given to us? Those every good and perfect gifts that he has granted to us. Creation. When we look at God's marvelous creation. This week has been cold, but it's been beautiful, hasn't it? You think about the snow and each snowflake having a different design. Why did God do that? For most generations, we didn't even know that because we didn't have microscopes. Simply because he's an awesome God with a glorious design. The creation of God, it shows us his love for us. It's a good gift that God gives to us. The greatest of all of the Father's gifts are his Son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's how we know that God loves us, is that he has granted the gift of his Son to us. And that's a good gift that we hold on to in our hearts and our lives. The Holy Spirit is a gift that the Father has given to us. Where the Spirit of God lives inside of us. The Spirit of God is our comforter and our helper. Another good gift that God has given to us is the promises of His Word. As Sean was sharing, the gift of of God's Word. Where God is faithful to His Word. He's faithful to His promises. We as people, we try our best to keep our word, but God is faithful to his promises. One of the promises that he's granted to us is eternal life, heaven. And that's something, if we know Christ our Savior, that we, we hold on to. We're adopted as his children. So if you know Christ is your Savior, you're the child of God. That's a, a good gift that God has given and a good gift that God has, has granted to you. The list goes on, doesn't it? Another good gift that God has given to us is family and friends, right? It's a tremendous gift that the Lord has blessed us with as we go through this life. Health. Health is an amazing thing. Even as we struggle in our health sometimes, the fact that we have any healthy days is an amazing gift from God. Our bodies are so frail, it doesn't take a whole lot for the whole system to go off the tracks. And our health is a gift from from the Lord to be able to be here tonight. Physical provision is a gift from the Lord. To have a warm place to sleep, to have clothes to be able to, to put on, to have food to be able to eat. A good gift that the Lord grants to us is sleep. I look forward to sleep more and more. Some of you are looking forward to sleep. I can see it in your eyes, right? That's a gift that, that God grants to us. Then after sleep, one of God's great gifts that he gives to us in the morning is coffee. Every good and every perfect gift. If you need a New Year's resolution as we're cruising right into December, if you don't drink coffee, start drinking coffee. And if you do drink coffee, don't make it your New Year's resolution to stop drinking coffee, right? A walk is a gift, gift from the Lord. And to see that every good and every perfect gift comes from the Father of light. 
who is love, who is good, every good thing. If you're, if you're doubting the goodness of God, look at all of his amazing gifts to hopefully bring you into love with the giver. Not just the gift, but the giver, right? If a guy proposes to a gal to be married and gives an amazing engagement ring, hopefully she's not in love with the ring. She's in love with the giver of the ring, right? She appreciates the ring, but she's really in love with the giver of that, that gift. And what I love about our Father here, the Father of lights, he's, he's good. Everything about him is good. Is There's no variation or shadow of turning. There's no changing in God. God doesn't have a bad mood. Aren't you thankful for that? He doesn't get to the place where he's like, oh, I'm really grumpy today. I'm going to fry your faces off, right? He doesn't send out angry tweets. Aren't we thankful for that, right? God doesn't do that, right? There's no shadow of turning. He doesn't change his mind and say, well, I don't love you today. The unconditional love that God gives to us, even when we're a mess and our, our life is a mess, there's no changing in him. He's, he's consistent. Everything changes in life, but God never changes. He is the unchangeable one. I want to go a little bit further. As I was reading this in my devotions this morning, this is what stuck out to me as we get into verse 9. Of his own will he begot us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creation. God brought us forth to be his children. In verse 19, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Focus on that phrase, so then. So then. In light of how good God is, then be swift to hear, and slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Because we have such a wonderful Father, who is the Father of lights that we're so thankful for, as then we stop and say, God, I want to hear your voice. Father, I want to hear what you're speaking to me. And I want to encourage you tonight, God is speaking. God is a communicator. And he's communicating through his word. And if we'll be quick to hear, if we'll be attentive to hear to the Lord, we're going to hear his voice. His still small voice is, is speaking through the word of God in circumstances in our lives. Because we know the holidays are wonderful, and we know Thanksgiving is a great time to be thankful with the Lord and also be with family, but we also know it's very stressful, isn't it? And if we're not careful, it can be a very volatile time of the year. It can be a very angry time of the year, right? Where we find ourselves just exploding with anger and just take a deep breath and go, oh, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be quick to listen. I'm going to give God my ear. Jesus often talked about our ear, and he says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Does God have your ear? And give him your ear. And then be slow to speak. This is good advice going into Thanksgiving. I'm, just, I'm going to be slow to speak. And then slow to wrath. Instead of quick to boil, slow to boil. This is a response to God's goodness. And, and I need to hear that. I need to hear that encouragement because I can struggle with anger. I can struggle with my tongue getting out of control. So it's a good reminder. Just stop and, and listen. Listen to that good father, that father of lights. This exhortation to listen and be slow to speak and slow to wrath is connected to our relationship to the father and how wonderful he is. Because verse 20, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 
I'm going to leave you with a story, and we're going to enter into uh, communion. It's a very fresh story. just happened a few minutes ago. We were having dinner together as we do on Wednesday nights before church, and we have a fairly new puppy. She's five months old now, so she's getting a little bit older. She's a Newfoundland. If you're not familiar with Newfoundland, it's a large breed, similar to a, a St. Bernard. With it being so cold, she was in the house, and she had just finished her dinner in the laundry room. She was laying down so nicely on her blanket, just a few feet off of the table, and then it was like a waterfall coming out of her mouth, and she was vomiting up her dog food, literally, right, right there on the kitchen floor, undigested puppy chow. And it was like one round, and I was like, okay, I got to get her outside. And before I could get her out, it was the second round. <laughs> All over her blanket, right? And I was thinking, that's grumbling and complaining, isn't it? Oftentimes, we just, <laughs> we just vomit, you know. We're feeling this, and so we're going to just let it out, and whoever's there, we're going to tell them all the things that we don't like, and we're upset, and we're angry about and before you know it, we've just put the puke of our soul all over the Christian, all over the kitchen floor. So, so that's my Thanksgiving gift to you guys. <clears throat> when you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table, go, you know, am I going to vomit like Pastor Eric's dog? Just grumble and complain and murmur, 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 murmur. Or am I going to express a Thanksgiving to God? That's probably the most memorable thing I've shared with you all year. So. So with that, we're going to pray and we're going to rejoice in the Lord and enter into communion together. Father, you know our souls and you know how easy it is to, to grumble and, and complain. But yet, our souls are liberated. We're, we're lightened as we give thanks to you. And we do thank you that you're our Father of lights. You have unconditional love for us. When we sin and when we fall short and lose our tempers, which, which we do. You continue to, to love us. God, I pray for each of us tonight that we could hear your voice through your word of your unconditional love, that we would be reminded of, of your love as we come and dine with you at the, at the communion table. And Jesus, we do thank you, no matter what our circumstances are, whether things are going good or bad, for who you are, that you're the author and the finisher of our faith, that you're the lover of our soul. And Father, we thank you that you're our dad. And that every good and perfect gift has come from you. And we draw near to you tonight. So we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.